welcome to this episode of On Finding Peace, brought to you by Life's Journey Life Coaching. Our host, Chris Shea, is a counselor, nationally recognized speaker, and author on topics of guiding us to finding peace in our daily lives. Learn more about Chris Shea by visiting his website, www.lifesjourneyblog.com. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of On Finding Peace. I'm your host, Chris Shea, and this is the podcast where we talk about practical tips that we all can do on a daily basis, which can lead us to finding our inner peace. I know that inner peace is possible. I've been without it. I've found ways to get it. And on this podcast, we talk about ways that we can find it and keep it on a daily basis. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of On Finding Peace. And this is the podcast where we talk about very specific uh, life tips that can help us on a daily basis to find our own inner peace. And today we're... uh, Pleased to be joined by uh, the author Frank Diversa, and there's a lot of wisdom to share and how he's found his own peace and what we can learn uh, from his life into um, you know taking that wisdom for our own lives. So, uh, Frank, it's great to have you with us. Got to be with you, Chris. Wonderful. Well, to start out, if you can. Uh, Tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what would bring you on to this podcast. Well, I was raised in the town of South Hempstead, New York. It was during my college years that I honed my writing skills. I earned my associate's degree in 1981 with honors. Two years after earning my bachelor's degree in 1986, I moved to Houston, Texas. I worked 14 years in the corporate world before becoming a writer in 2007. I published my first web article on spirituality in 2008 and my first book, Young Adolf, An Alternate History, in 2011. I published my second book, Politics in America, A Guide to the Two-Party System, in 2012. I've been on a spiritual journey since contracting a serious illness in 1997, which inspired me to write my latest book, Spirituality in the 21st Century. Well, and I uh, appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing that. And can, can you talk a, a bit uh, with us about the illness that you mentioned and how that's impacted your life? I have a psychiatric condition known as schizoaffective disorder in which my thoughts sometimes become distorted and my emotions become withdrawn. When that happens, I lose my ability to socialize. The only thing I can do is isolate myself from others until it subsides. It is impossible for me to think clearly during such times. I take medication to keep it under control. I had signs something strange was happening the few days leading up to my 40th birthday, which is when all hell broke loose. I entered into a manic state and I felt compelled to throw away a lot of my extraneous belongings. Eventually, the manic state gave way to a series of prolonged depressions in which my thoughts became distorted. I was hospitalized on numerous occasions during this time. I haven't had a full episode since 2009, although I have had several smaller ones since then that would go away after a few hours or so. You see, 
I was an agnostic for 20 years leading up to the outbreak, and I firmly believe this illness was God's way of putting me back into spiritual alignment. It was during a low point of my illness that I renewed my faith in God. As a result, I began to view spirituality in life in a more enlightened way, which in turn inspired me to write a book on the subject. Awesome. And I appreciate your sharing your story with us. And, you know, I can't imagine how difficult that would have been to, you know, be living your life and then all of a sudden it changes on you. Pretty much. Yeah. So what what inspires you to uh, write your book? One day, <clears throat> excuse me, one day back in 2007, I was thinking about spirituality and the concepts of spiritual paths and voids in people's lives came to mind. As I alluded to previously, I sat down and composed a two-paragraph article about these and other topics. I showed it to several people and got a positive response. I thought more about it and composed a third paragraph about types of learning. I wanted to appeal to a wider audience or create a website for the article. It no longer exists. I solicited readers from anywhere and everywhere to read and provide me with feedback. I made countless revisions to it before it was all was said and done. After almost three years of this, I finally sat down and decided to compose a book about the subject. It took me approximately two weeks to come up with a rough draft. It took the next eight years to fully develop and finalize it. For the record, the article is reprinted in entirety in my chapter one of my book. Awesome. No, and I'm glad to hear that it got reprinted. That I was going to ask you, you know, where, where can we get it if, if we would have wanted to? Um, so how would you introduce this book? I mean, what, what would be kind of like your, your couple sentence or so summary of, of this book? Spirituality in the 21st century enhances your understanding of spirituality life in the world. It guides you through the growth process of writing key insights along the way. It is designed to benefit most any spiritual journey. Okay, awesome. What makes this book different from some of the other books uh, that you know we would find in this genre or, or category of books? What, what makes this one different? The book costume, Religious Dogma, presents the material in a straightforward, down-to-earth manner. It should be easy and enjoyable for any adult to read. In it, I talk about my experiences, my life experiences, and the world in general. I've been through a lot of adversity in my time, and I try to share the lessons I've learned along the way with my readers. Well, that, that's awesome, and you know, really appreciate that you'd be sharing from those experiences. You know, because so often we see books, you know, in in the genre and they're more academic or textbook like and it, it's refreshing to see that you're actually sharing uh you know about yourself and, and your experiences what would you say um are the three words or so that would best describe this book straightforward and enlightening awesome where does the uh, story take place? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, where does your story take place? 
Well, we're going to take place in present-day contemporary society. What was the most challenging part about writing your book? Uh, chapter 6, Achieving Enlightenment, was the most challenging one to write. It is detailed, and I wanted to get it just right. Do you feel you got it right? I think so. Excellent. How about the easiest part about writing the book? Chapter 8, Wants versus Needs, was the easiest. I've been practicing those principles my whole life. Okay, awesome. So those are definitely then the ones that I, I'm going to encourage the listeners to, uh, you know, check out for sure. Um, so awesome. So that, that that's great. What themes would you like to highlight, um, you know, about the book? The book is designed to be inspirational. No matter what your circumstance, you want readers to know there is always a better way to proceed in life so long as you put the necessary effort into finding it. I try to provide a vision of hope for a spiritual and life in general in my book. Okay. Awesome. That And this is sounding, you know, like a, a really good book. And, and as I, I've mentioned, you know, I, I encourage my listeners to uh, – take a look at your book and we'll have your website listed on the show notes, um, you know, where we can find your book because it, it definitely is, you know, something that we need to read so that we get a better understanding, uh, you know, for ourselves. Is, is there anything controversial in your book? I say there's more than one. For example, I do not believe in the devil. I don't believe God will allow a being who thrives on stealing souls on a grand scale and leads people into temptation for all eternity to coexist in his kingdom. Instead, I view the devil, devil metaphorically as a potential for bad deeds in each of us. I do, however, wholeheartedly believe in a place called hell. Once we reach adulthood, each of us is the sole arbiter of whether we end up there or in heaven. Well, that's very interesting. And, um, you know, to hear that you, you have that viewpoint, um, you know, I think a lot of people, when we look at God and good, uh, you know, they also include um, the the evil side or, or the devil side. And I, I like what, what you've uh, said about that and as to your reasons why you don't feel that way. You mentioned uh, in your book about gun reform. What are your views on the subject and why is it in the book? Well, my, my attitude towards it is too many lives are recently lost to gun violence. Gun reform is an absolute travesty in this country. Mass shootings keep happening, but, gun, but Congress has nothing to stop them. The paralysis in Washington boils down to two factors. One, Republicans are in control of Congress, and two, the NRA is in control of Republicans. As long as that situation persists, nothing meaningful will happen. People have to share responsibility for changing the status quo and that they need to vote congressmen who fail to act out of office. To realize meaningful gun reform, three things must happen. 
First, we need a universal background check on all gun purchases. Second, we need to ban military-style assault rifles. Third, we need to ban high-capacity magazine clips. Such measures are not going to stop all shootings, but they represent an important step in the right direction. Prayers are nice, but we need real action. And, and we, we definitely do need action. There, there is a lot of inaction uh, on this topic. So, you know, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Um, so with the gun reform, uh, you also address um, the topic of politics in the book. Well, what are your views on, on the politics? I've identified a pattern of change involving politics. It concerns the development of public freedoms. I believe God allowed a particularly, allows a particular party to come into power when he wants to grant certain rights to us. When we reach a point at which we begin taking these rights for granted, he allows the other party to come into power to effectively take them away until such times we are willing to fight for them again. Low voter turnout is a collective example of this. <clears throat> the right to vote is fundamental to our democracy. Voter apathy severely diminishes that right. That's why we keep provisions of the Surrounding Rights Act was struck down by the Supreme Court in 2013. Law will remain that way until such times we fully respect the right to vote again. As long as we behave this way, there will always be a viable opposition party. This is part of the cycle of life. That is why history often repeats itself. It's God's way of teaching us to listen over and over again until we get it right. It's all part of God's plan. So what's the moral to the story? Treasure your freedoms or else you run the risk of losing them. As you can tell, my views towards politics have evolved since writing my second book. Okay, uh, very good. And yes, I did notice that, um, you know, you do have a couple other books and uh, yeah, the one book it looks like is very much um, on politics. Um, so that that's something that's important to me, and uh, I, I'm going to have to take a look at that book as well. Would you like to uh, share an excerpt from your book with uh, my listeners? An excerpt? Yes. Sure. It is taken from chapter 13. Okay. It is a bridge for succinctness. Of all the problems that exist in the world today, there is one so pervasive that it touches almost everyone in one way or another. It has been around since the dawn of humanity. Wars have been fought because of it. It is handed down from generation to generation. It manifests itself on both an individual and a societal level. This problem is intolerance. Intolerance is an unyielding adherence to one's opinions or prejudice, regardless of how damaging they may be. Tolerance, on the other hand, is the act of acceptance, the measure of a person's ability to effectively deal with difficulty. The question is, do we want to live a life full of happiness or hostility? Our society is filled with intolerance against minorities, LGBT individuals, illegal immigrants, and others. For example, blacks have been disenfranchised and underprivileged throughout history, including the present. They are often unfairly targeted by law enforcement. Are we going to really accept such practices or challenge them and become better citizens as a result? There's no room for complacency in this regard. 
We cannot rest on our laurels and take for granted accomplishments made by previous generations. We conquered many forms of prejudice following the Civil War and the Civil Rights Movement, but our work is not done. And for ultimately, we need to ask ourselves, does there need to be more or less tolerance in God's universe? The only rational humane answer to that question is more. Awesome. Thank you for sharing uh, that, that excerpt with us. What uh, one thing do you want our readers to learn or, or to be uh, taking away from uh, this book, uh, this work of yours? The book is designed to be inspirational. No matter what your circumstance, I want readers to know there is always a better way to proceed in life so long as you put the necessary effort into finding it. I try to provide a vision of hope to our spiritual and life in general. Have you gotten any feedback from people who have uh, read your book already? The, the feedback has mostly been positive. One critique I got is that it could have been a little longer, but I wanted it to be an overview of spirituality. I didn't want to weigh the reader down in too much detail. I wanted it to be a smooth read. Okay. And, and that sounds great, you know, especially for... Uh, today, because many people, you know, don't have time to read very long works. So it's it's great that uh, you're able to do that so that they can still get the message and, you know, still uh, have time to read it. So that's, that's awesome. Now, where can people go if they want to learn more about you, if they want to learn about the book or order the book? What, what's the best way to uh, do that? They can visit my website. Just fill out my name, www.frankdiverser.com. <clears throat> That's F R A N K D is in David, A V is in Victor, E R S A.com. There they will find more information about my book along with links to purchase from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Author House, my publisher. They can access my Facebook page from there. They can also send me a message if they like via the contact page. Okay, excellent. And uh, I will in the show notes put uh, a link to that page. So, you know, I, I definitely encourage people to, uh, you know, click on that link to look all around your website, but definitely to uh, take a look at the book and order your book. Um, you know, as you mentioned, it, it's filled with, with some really good wisdom and insight. And, uh, you know, I, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, is there anything else you'd want to share with us uh, before we close? Uh, thank you very much for having me, Chris. I, re I really appreciate you taking the time and, you know, sharing about your illness. You know, I'm sure it, it's not always easy, but I'm really appreciative that, uh, you know, you are willing to do that um, because it's, uh, I have no doubt, going to help many people. Um, you know, through your example and, and through your resilience and endurance. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. 
And I hope that the message in this episode has inspired you and given you some of the tools that you need to find peace in your life. If you have found those tools and you found this to be inspiring and you know of others who also need these tools, please share this podcast with them. Let them know of the opportunities out there that they too can find their inner peace. Thank you very much for the sharing. Thank you for listening and have a very mindful day. listening to this episode with Chris Shea. Learn more about Chris Shea by visiting his website, www.lifesjourneyblog.com.